Hey guys, it's Mike Deeth and Emery Kittle with another episode of the 12 Minute Dog Podcast. It stands for Discussions of Guidance. And it's only 12 minutes long, so you should be able to pay attention. And this, we don't have a name yet, but this is our new puppy that we're fostering for through uh, Positive Tales. And yes, he will be a foster fail. <laughs> He's cute. And, I, and I guess what we're going to talk about today are what are some of the most important things that you can do when you first get a puppy. Um, and it all kind of surrounds dog food, which is something near and dear to all of our hearts. Um, but before we get started, um, as always, we will go ahead and start our timer. When it goes off, we will stop. If we haven't covered the entire topic, you'll just have to come back next time for more information. That's right. So, so. we've already started the timer, so here we go. Um, well, Mike is, is an amazing trainer here in Kansas City. You guys probably know him or have heard of him. And um, he's got a list of, uh, of things that you need to do to socialize a puppy properly. Can you yep. talk on that for a minute? So we have a puppy socialization checklist. So a lot of people will say that it is completely and totally um, too long because it's like 163 things that I want the dog to um, encounter before they're 20 weeks old. In fact, I think the instructions on the list is we really want to do this list twice before the dog is 20 weeks old. Wow. Um, and what we want to do is we want to pair all of these experiences, and they're all five of the, the, the senses. So things that the dog can see, things that the dog can smell, touch, uh, you name it, it's all on the list. And what we want to do is just pair each one of these things with food so that the dog learns that the world is a safe, accommodating, fun place. Um, an example would be uniforms. Dogs find uniforms a little bit scary because they're not normal. So I think it's really important that the dog meet the UPS driver, the FedEx driver, the post person, um, take them to a police station, to a fire department. Um, and every single person that meets them is pairing this with food. So there is this classical conditioning of, hey, this uniform equaled something fun. Now, on the flip side, we also have to realize um, if somebody were to drop the puppy or scare the puppy during this period, you could have the exact opposite reaction, which would be a hang-up that might hang the entire time when the puppy is an adult where I don't like uniforms. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, the pizza delivery guy. Um, substrates are really important. Um, the dog needs to understand that I can walk on carpet, hardwood, grass, gravel, stairs, um, and we're going to pair everything with food and be confident and, you know... You know, at this point, it's all about just learning that the world is a safe, accommodating, fun spot. Mm -hmm. And that people are awesome. Because we want that. That's right. That's awesome. At 160, I could imagine that would be very time-consuming, but well worthwhile and Absolutely. fun. Yeah. I bet it well, a lot of fun. You know, you figure your dog's around eight weeks old, so that gives us 12 weeks. And if we've got 12 weeks and 160, you do the math, it's not that many a day. Right. Um, usually what I tell folks is if you can commit to at least one field trip a day mm -hmm. with the dog, um, I think that you're going to hit most of those, those items. Um, one of the things we talked about... Most veterinarians don't want the dog out and really being social till they're fully vaccinated, and that usually happens somewhere between 16 and 18 weeks. Um, so for me, it's important to realize you only get one shot at socialization. So yes, I want you out in the world and doing it, but all the scary stuff lives in poop and pee, okay? <laughs> so if we've got the dogs in our arms, or if we were in a retail shopping experience, like let's say a PetSmart, I could put a rubber back bath mat in the shopping cart, and I can keep the dog in the shopping cart off the floor. Mm -hmm. um, so there's ways that we can really work that. And I guess while we're talking about veterinarians, it's also really important that the dog goes and visits the veterinarian once a week. Yeah. 
uh, from here until they're 100% vaccinated. <clears throat> a lot of times just for walking into the room and getting put on the table and the vet clinic, everybody that works there giving treats and playing, and it may only last two or three minutes, but then we pick them up and we leave. If that dog gets into the idea that the only time I go to the vet something scary happens, they're not going to like the vet. But if they get fun experiences and lots of cookies while they're at the vet, I love going to the vet. Mm -hmm. Same scenario with the groomer. I think it's really important with puppies. Mm -hmm. Don't wait till your dog needs to be groomed. Take your dog to the groomer when they are puppies so they can be put up on the table and the groomer's helper can be, you know, attached and we can give treats and we can touch toes and we can touch ears and all this good stuff. That's the way. And number one, your vets and groomers will love you for doing it because they will end up with an easier dog to handle. Mm -hmm. So that's another part of the socialization standpoint. Yeah, yeah, our groomers love that. We try to get um, puppies in three times before they actually get a full groom. So they get their nails trimmed. Then yep. one time might just be a bath. Yep. Another time might just be introducing the, the dryer because that can be scary. Oh, it, it is. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's one of those that the more they come in, the more that they get the fun stuff, the more they're going to experience life. And one of the things I always tell clients is if you want your dog to be perfect in all environments, you're going to have to practice in all environments. Oh, that's so even, even vacuum cleaners at this mm -hmm. age... I might very well just put the vacuum cleaner in the center of the room and do treats. Mm -hmm. And once they're used to that, I might turn it on, but we'll work in the kitchen while it's running in the living room. Uh -huh. And eventually I might be vacuuming, but throwing treats and saying, go find it while they go get a treat. And then they come back to me while I'm vacuuming, they get another one. And we, we pair positive experiences with things that can be scary, you know, baseball caps, uh, sunglasses, vacuum cleaners, power tools, all these things that we know dogs mm -hmm. have bugaboos about. Mm -hmm. Let's deal with them now so they're not mm -hmm. bugaboos as they grow up. That's great advice. Yeah, and um, another thing that you talked about was um, was food, was nutrition. And that is so important when it comes to uh, puppies. It's so important for dogs of all life stages. But when they're growing, um, you know, their joints are forming together. Their um, their muscle mass is is forming and the best protein for dogs and cats for that matter is meat yep. it, it doesn't necessarily matter which type of meat in fact one of the things that we like to do is uh, cycle through some different proteins so because dogs can develop allergies to a specific protein if they're on it for too long gotcha normally that doesn't happen during the puppy phase but af shortly afterwards if you don't switch it up it's it's it can happen pretty quickly well i know when i first started doing training that puppy food was just really high in fat and packed on the weight. Mm -hmm. And they found that that wasn't so good for the joints. Right. And now puppy food is almost a slow growth formula so that the dogs can kind of make sure that their, their frame can hold the weight. I've always had giant breed dogs. Mm -hmm. And probably the smartest thing a vet ever told me was any of your giant breeds, don't let them cross under pound mark till they're after two years old. Mm. You know, keep them lean and mean. Um, the skinnier they are, the longer that they, they, they live. Mm -hmm. um, so can, can you kind of talk to that about sure. puppy? Because I know puppy food is totally different than it was 15 years ago. It is and it isn't. Um, the food that we recommend um, is Nature Select Pet Food. Yep. It's um, the reason that we recommend it. It was one of the first health food for pets. Mm -hmm. It was developed by not just a nutritionist, but veterinarians. And um, what the main factor is with problems with 
the giant breeds is the um, phosphorus to calcium ratio. If that's right, the dogs can actually grow as fast as you want them to without there being a problem. But that was great advice to keep them lean because oh, too much weight on those joints as they're growing um, it can be harmful for them for sure. Um, but if there's a right calcium to phosphorus ratio and they're that is a new thing that they've come out with with the AAFCO is that all puppy foods, it's mandatory that they have a certain range. Right. And this just happened last year. Okay. So um, we've been doing it for 25 years, but that's now standard across the, the, the board. So gotcha. um, the, the thing that isn't standard across the board is the amount of meat versus plant protein. Right. And um, even though, it, even if it says real meat is the number one ingredient, that's not necessarily the case. So no. split corn into three different categories mm-hmm. so that it can have smaller percentages. And but if you took all three corn, you know, categories and put them together, it would be higher than the protein. Exactly. Yeah. It's yep. a, it's it's another one of those sneaky little tricks where they say that you know statistics can prove anything. Just depends right. on which side of the the, the desk you're sitting from. Yeah. Um, I do think it's important when I hand feed dogs, and I think you know our last talk was about hand feeding. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big believer in hand feeding with dog food, especially mm-hmm. inside the house, because if I'm using really tasty, fatty kind of treats inside the house, what on God's green earth am I going to use when we go outside? Because mm-hmm. I'm going to need something good. And I find these people that will actually literally be cooking chicken or steak or buying deli meat for their dog to get them to pay attention outside. Wow. So I think it's kind of important that you get just some, you know, vacuum sealed, you know, flip top containers mm-hmm. and keep them all over your house filled with dog food so that when you do need these rewards or treats or you want to work you're just using a good quality dog food you know and i think we need to get away from um what we would call in the dog world junk food as treats Mm -hmm. um you know and i think it's important that you look at the treats i was blown away my previous life before a dog trainer i was in the automotive industry Mm -hmm. and i know what ethylene glycol is it's antifreeze uh, and I know that propylene glycol is the quote-unquote safe antifreeze, and all that means is it takes more to kill your dog. Right. Um, and I was blown away to find out that in a lot of cheaper dog treats, they use propylene glycol as a softening yes. to make them soft chewy. <laughs> so, little tip, um, look at the ingredients um, on, on your treats. Um, but seriously, there's no sense in buying a $12 bag of treats when you've got a good quality dog food in your house mm-hmm. and you can use it for training purposes. Yep. Absolutely. And I use Nature Select too, by the way. Hmm. Um, yeah, a, a great treat is is very important too. And one of the things that we love um, is is raw food. If you can incorporate yeah. that into your treats, so even freeze dried. Freeze dried is a great simple way to um, you know mix in with when you're going for a walk because dogs will go nuts for that. And then even like a meaty bone. Um, I, I don't know how many people want to carry that on a walk, but uh, the frozen raw marrow bones, mm-hmm. dogs will go crazy for those. And if you live in Areas where you have smaller grocery stores mm-hmm. that have their own butchers in it, a lot of times you can go in and they will sell you femur bones at pennies on the dollar. Yeah, and they'll cut them up for you. Yeah, into whatever size you want, which yeah. would be awesome for the dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess, you know, as we as we kind of wrap this up, I think it's important with a puppy to realize I could care less whether you're teaching a puppy sit or down or watch me. Um I'm really more interested in how do we set routines? Mm -hmm. Um, How do we make sure that the puppy grows up confident Mm -hmm. and know that the world is safe Mm -hmm. and that we pair things with food and that we do field trips? Uh, We include the veterinarian. We include the groomer. We include the trainer. We include the world. Um, 
you only get one shot at training or socializing a puppy, and that window closes in about 20 weeks. Like we were talking earlier, really the window closes about 15 or 16, mm-hmm. but I think you can kind of garner, you know, some extra time at the end to just, you know, cap it off. Yeah. Um, so I think it's really important that we just focus and don't fall prey to the alpha dominance kind of stuff of catching the dog doing things wrong um, and correcting it or mm-hmm. punishing it. I would so much rather just... Re- Focus on the six to eight things that you desperately want and reward the snot out of them. That's it's great. kind of, you know, that's how we, we deal with, um, you know, positive reinforcement dog training. Yeah. Um, and it looks like, do you have any final thoughts? Um, you know, at feeding, as far as feeding goes with a puppy, I recommend three times a day if possible. Absolutely. That's important. Um, and then finally, if you are going to get a, if think about this before you get a puppy. I know the timer is going to go off here in a second. It's okay. But if... Um, if it's time. <laughs> and I don't know how to use my phone. <laughs> if, um, but just a final thought. Uh, puppies are amazing. They're so much fun, but they're also little monsters, and they require a lot of time. And if you can commit to that, that's amazing. If not, we know of um, so many good rescues in the area, and if you could adopt a, a pet that's just a little bit older, you don't have to go through losing furniture and um, potty and poop on the rug, things like that. Absolutely. So. I, I think it's, you know, and, and me as a trainer, I'm just going to tell you, I think puppies are the way to go because mm-hmm. you get to train them the way you want. Mm-hmm. But like you said, a lot of people don't go in with eyes wide open of what they're going to have to experience. Right. Just keep in mind, if you adopt a two to three year old dog, you're still going to have issues to work through. That's true. Um, I One trick I would give you, whether it's with me or any other accredited dog trainer, um, spend the money. And spend an hour with a dog trainer before you get a dog. Mm-hmm. And let's discuss, what am I going to have to do? What are the kids going to be responsible for? Let us help you go in with eyes wide open so that it's a easier process. That's right. So, That's great. Um, well, thanks, Mike. Another, another, another episode down. Yeah. Um, come back next time. Um, one thing that kind of pops up in my brain is maybe talking potty training next time. Since oh. we're kind of on this hand-feeding puppy mm-hmm. kick in the COVID world we're living in, potty training and maybe separation anxiety, I think, oh, would be yeah. awesome topics to cover. That so, would be great. If you're interested, come back. Yeah. And so we'll have the um, our links on the uh, at the end of the video. If you want to get a hold of us for anything, it's it's Mike with Kiss Dog Training, and I'm Emery with Nature Select Pet Food. We'll see you next time, guys. Thanks.